0: Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 90. It's where we wing it. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Do 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 do. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. do 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 do
1: do 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 do
0: do 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 Have you uh, gotten your hands on the first season of The Muppet Show on DVD, Ross?
1: Uh, Strangely enough, I I have been watching a bit of Muppets, but that was actually, uh, they did that on Sesame Street. Sesame Street I watched this morning, they were doing that. Oh, really? Which I assume predates the Muppet version, but I don't know for sure
0: because this was uh this was one of the early episodes that uh that you've gotten your hands on,
1: yes, yes, which i'm talking about later in the show
0: because it's it's interesting with the uh with that Muppet show episode it's on the first episode that went to air of the Muppet show yep it's actually the third episode that they made uh, right the first two episodes they were missing a, a key member of staff, and if you watch uh, if you watch episodes, I think it's five and six or something like that of the first season Mm-hmm. They're nowhere near as good as the others in that season, and that's because that key member of staff was missing. Ah, was so, it Kemet? No, no, no. It Scooter. No, it was. Uh,
1: it was Statler or Waldorf.
0: I, th- I think it was a producer. Ah, oh, right, right. It was Scooter's uncle?
1: <laughs> Animal. So, so the band had no drum.
0: Yeah, Animal's quite different in the in the first episode as well. It's yeah. it's it's all a, a little bit strange, but mm. that's not what this episode of Box Cutters is about. Well,
1: some of it's about. Sesame Street. Well,
0: some of it. Mm. That'll be coming up later on. Mm. Uh, we've also got, also got Jess Maguire coming in. Fantastic. On a tram somewhere.
1: On a tram somewhere. As we speak. Live from a tram or?
0: If, if need be. <laughs> if need be. Look, it's a it, it's a nice step forwards from uh, being in a pub somewhere.
1: Yeah. She and James dueling for the worst phone line. <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sopranos. We've got the golden age of television. We should
1: just say with Sopranos, no spoilers. No
0: spoilers. No Soprano spoilers. Mm. Zombie Adriana, but no spoilers. <laughs> Wait a minute, wasn't Wasn't that who she was playing in Joey? <laughs> <laughs> Cut a bow. <laughs> uh, we've. Uh, I said Sesame Street. We've also got some pork to finish it off. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news.
1: In breaking news today, which is Monday, the Liberals have announced their brand new broadband plan for the nation. In the
0: sky. Uh, <laughs> in the sky. yeah. Are they are they, they going to just make a giant pie and put it up in the sky?
1: <laughs> I, I actually think this uh, this news is getting lost a bit, particularly here in Melbourne, where we've had the uh, the tragic events of the shooting in the city today. Uh, I saw no mention of this at all on Channel Nine News, uh, which I think. Um, yeah, I think the liberals won't be too happy that this is being pushed back. Uh, I actually got—I actually got this uh, this news article sent to me from our uh, from our international correspondent, who, uh, as my understanding is, is, sitting on a beach somewhere in the south of France, sunning himself. Screw him! <laughs> I'm sure he'd say he's working on the packer wedding or something like that. Sure. But,
0: uh, and and so yeah, because they just got Channel Nine staff to be waiters at the wedding. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, the government has announced a $2 billion package today, which uh, they're calling it a two-step strategy. Basically, one step will look after the bush and regional areas, and one step will look after the major capital cities, which will bring the major capital cities up to 12 megabits and the bush up to somewhere. My understanding is not quite broadband speed. So (laughs) who
0: knows what that actually means. 72 megabits per second. Well, the word from uh, Telstra, I think, that I heard
1: uh, last week was uh, 256 coast to coast. Well, this this isn't coming from Telstra. This is coming from Opel. Which is a uh, uh, forming of Optus and Elders, right? Have, have come together to uh, to announce this, to announce this regional package. Did you also hear them over the week say, saying, "Well, if nobody wants to go with
2: this, then we're just going to forget about it and we'll go off and and uh, concentrate on something else." And then in the weekend papers, there were full full page uh, advertisements. Uh, basically slagging off Singtel's uh, proposal and Mm. and ticks on Telstra and crosses on Singtel. But fuck Telstra. Sorry, language warning. Telstra are the biggest fucking assholes. (laughs) Can I just say? It's almost been two weeks without fucking broadband. I left Telstra specifically for this exact fucking reason. More than two years ago, I'm on IINET. They still
0: fucking get to to <laughs> cut and, me off and speaking of cutting you off I, I think it's really important for ross to
2: i'm really angry why. i'm sorry josh i'm sorry listeners i'm sorry ross. bring
0: it
1: bring it back up in uh, I, I,
0: i'm really interested to, to know why broadband uh, i mean i know why but let's tell the listeners why mm-hmm. broadband internet is so important as far as television goes oh well that's the next step in television uh, in
1: in the near future, in most countries, and in the distant future for us, all, all your television <laughs> needs will come will come via the internet. Hopefully, so, sometime before the next millennium, possibly. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be putting too much. So, money on so that. we're
0: talking about TV over IP. Yeah, we're talking about uh, um, we're talking about things like juiced.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're not just talking about with this. We're not just talking about. Uh, what you download and watching download stuff. We're talking about direct streaming coming in uh, to our televisions and uh, via the internet. So, so it's very very important for all our uh, for all our televisual needs. Really, the uh, the interesting thing about this proposal is John Howard announced today that he promised ninety nine percent. Of Australians will get access to broadband, which uh, kind of trumps Labor's ninety-eight <laughs> percent promise from a few weeks ago. Take that, Rudd. And uh, and our uh, our international correspondent uh, was at pains to point out that he was getting uh, around twelve megabits per second while he was sitting on the beach in the south of France.
0: Oh, screw him so much.
1: And but he wanted to know how how this uh, how this is different from Labor's proposal, which. Coonan's uh, been writing off as pie in the sky constantly.
0: Well, well, John John Howard uh, today said that by uh, January
1: 2009,
0: mm-hmm. 75% of Australians will have somewhere like 30 megabits per second. Really? Yes, yes. So what they're doing is they're putting an actual number, an actual number on their imaginings, where, <laughs> whereas Labour... <laughs> Are just talking about a, a range of numbers. Yep. In their imaginings.
1: Yeah. Well, it's all just uh, it's all just electioneering at the moment. So uh, we'll wait until the post election wash up to see if anything comes of it.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Brett Croupley.
1: News from the world of television.
0: <laughs> at last. <laughs> uh, at
2: Channel Nine, uh, the Razor Gangs are stalking the corridors. With, uh, ...with some of the big biggest game of uh, re- uh, Channel 9's talking heads... Razor gang. ...in their sights. Ray, razor Ray Martin, Mike Munro and Bert Newton are
1: likely to be targeted for huge pay cuts. Is, is this what they're calling them now? Razor Gang? hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have I missed something? When it's did the, they become the Razor Gang? They're quite clean-shaven. Ah.
2: Well, it's all about the bottom line, you know. Um, a Senior 9 producer... Anonymously, has said this is a terrifying place to be working at the moment. Nobody feels safe. Uh, The days of being a cherished reporter or journalist or producer at Channel 9
0: are dead. Uh, At this point, I'd like to say James Talia is not uh, sunning himself on the beach but working very, very hard. I think Ross misheard and he's actually on the beat. He's on the beat following the story. He is, he is. And not, not on the beat in Hampstead Heath. U: uh, j- Jesus he's going to get into more and more trouble. Um... Yeah, but you said not in the way that it sounds like you know he actually is, and you know, he's not.
2: Ray Martin Martin is an occasional correspondent on 60 Minutes and the specials host uh, picks up a cool two mil almost uh, a year. Mike Munro's on
0: on half a mil a year. Quite frankly, uh, I think half a million dollars for Mike Munro a year is a charity. For the rest of us to not have to put up with him on some other network,
2: and Bert Newton's uh, still on an eight hundred thousand dollars salary, uh, even though he's not doing Family Feud. Yeah, but he's still doing twenty
0: to one. That still rates its ass off.
2: Yeah, but it's not worth eight hundred grand a year. Um, well, the Sunday program is expected to be axed in the ne- at the beginning of next month. At the beginning of July,
1: Bert's essentially just a, a voiceover artist, but he's on camera. Yeah, like you don't need a, You don't need an on-camera person for twenty to one. You could just have a voice.
0: That's, you could just get Pete Smith to do the same thing.
1: Pete Smith, Gavin Wood. I'm sure Gavin Wood would do it for a lot cheaper than 800000 a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, d- Gavin Wood would do it for the mass bars that we got in the mail.
1: Me, I've uh, I'm, I've got quite a nice radio voice. I could you, do it. You could. Uh, number 20. Shock, horror, Paris Hilton goes to jail. <laughs> Media analyst Steve <laughs> Allen uh,
2: has said Nine had, l- had long been known to pay too much for its on-air talent. And there. May be an excuse for that when you're winning the ratings, but there's no excuse when you are in a war. Well,
0: look, quite frankly, Mark Munro should have been cut from the payroll years ago. Ray Martin should have been cut from the payroll years ago. They've done nothing. I think uh, Bert Newton, they've, Who, who's they've, got, win to, they've who's got him on board. They're trying Bindi? Stuff. Irwin. Yeah. Uh, when her father dies again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Any McGuire could. Sure. Um, Why the hell not? I don't he could ask the same inane questions. Why don't
1: they just show the American interview? They that'd, did. That'd, that'd be a lot cheaper.
0: The Barbara, Barbara Walters interview. They did.
1: Oh well. <laughs> there you go. Just but, show, but don't. But don't it wasn't bother.
2: first, was it?
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't first. It was World two World
1: days first. later. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> the
2: Sam Newman, thankfully, who gets eight hundred grand a year, uh, is tipped to go as well as. As well as Paul Vorton, Fatty Vorton on the uh, NRL footy show. But um, which, it's, which it's interesting. So
1: that would seem to suggest they're definitely going to get rid of both footy shows.
2: Well, no, they're actually saying that uh, they're still happy with uh, what's his face? John's, Matthew John's. Um, he's what is he on, NRL? considered bankable talent and he's in no danger. Mm. Yeah.
0: I, I can't see why they can't do a, an NRL confidential or. Whatever it is, like they've got the footy confident. Is it footy confidential? Classified. Classified. I always get that wrong. Yeah, so do I. Why can't they do an NRL footy classified and you know have that cover there? Because it's 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 a much better footy style concept. Mm. Uh, And and we were saying a few weeks ago, the footy shows have really run their run their course. But they've still
1: got the footy shows on. Like classified hasn't taken the place of it, it. It probably could, but it hasn't taken the place of the footy show on Thursday nights here.
0: Yeah, but you know, give it a chance.
2: Interestingly, uh, Nine's former CEO Eddie is uh, still on his four point seven million dollars salary, <clears throat> and is considered safe in that position. Um, but it's it's interesting that uh, what I think it's interesting if we if we take a bigger picture look at Channel Nine uh, since Gary's died and. And especially with the the finance people taking over and, and going in and just making the cuts that they can and and this article talks about they they want to cut all the fat, make it all in i mean blah blah blah, but get it back on the exchange and get the the, pr- the stock price up, I guess then thinking about maybe selling it on um, but it's it 's interesting how how channel nine are now no longer the one. I suspect that if they do go around cutting this kind of amount of talent, um, then it won't be long before we see John Nine in in second
0: or third place long term. You know what? It's going to be like Carlton after they miss those two draft picks. And it's just an unrecoverable position. Yeah. It's the only time you will ever hear me make a football analogy ever. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what happened to Carlton. It's exactly what's going to happen to Channel 9. Mm. They're going to lose all, you know, whatever talent, whatever draw cards they have. They're going to get rid of them because they're too expensive. Then they're going to be left wondering, well, what are they going to. Well, I mean... There's, wondering there's, why people don't watch, because
1: there's nothing for them to watch. There's nobody for them to relate to.
0: Yeah, Mick and, Malloy's only got three more weeks. <laughs>
1: and there's uh, rumours of Getaway being axed. I mean, Getaway is, is constantly, and has been for 15 years, one of Nine's premier performers. It, it really gives them a boost every Thursday night. Why on earth they would be thinking of getting rid of it? Just because it is it is costly. It's not... It is making money, but they see it as costly. It's... It, seems to be ridiculous. It's going to, it's going to be a faceless network.
0: And, it, and it's, got, it's going to be faceless
1: and low rent. Mm. And off the back of that, I think that uh, this
2: next article, uh, the TV viewers generally are snubbing uh, free-to-air commercial TV. Uh, the half-year analysis shows that the three commercial networks have lost almost 7% of their audience compared with the same time last year. It's so
0: um, their fault. Yeah, well, they, it, it really is. I mean, we've been talking about this for the last ninety weeks, mm. that the the networks are shooting themselves in their, in the foot with their behaviour. Yep. And Ross, do you, do you want to talk about TiVo now? Because I think that ties into this as well. Well, we mentioned TiVo a couple of weeks ago
1: uh, with Channel Seven. We we were quite dismissive of it, saying I uh, myself particularly saying, well, what good would it be if they can't get Channel Nine on board? But apparently now that uh, that James Packer sold. A large percentage of Channel Nine, uh, his his twenty five percent in both Foxtel and Nine don't have as much sway as they used to. Yep. And as Channel Nine, as owner and um, of Channel Nine and uh, major contributor into Foxtel, he was always looking at at protecting that Foxtel investment. That's not going to happen now. I actually read today that uh, PBL don't have any interest in Foxtel now. Okay. I think that's according to the it. article. The, according to the article I've got here, it's P, beyond PBL, Packer still owns twenty-five percent of both PBL
0: Media. Don't have any interest in Foxtel, um, or the the company that owns Channel Nine, PBL Media, uh, does not have any interest in Foxtel. Mm-hmm. So James Packer, his other company, still has twenty-five percent of Foxtel, as in the Crown side. Yeah, the okay. other the other investments side. Yep. Uh, that's that's my understanding. Of course, I'm not Tom Elliott. <laughs> uh,
1: so my uh, from from this article, my understanding is that Channel Nine were holdouts against any kind of electronic programming guide because uh, they wanted to protect Foxtel and their right. IQ investment. Uh, now that's not going to be an issue, uh, and it looks as if TiVo will have the support of all the free to air networks, and will show up to fifteen free to air channels, which includes you know the the, the main channel plus their uh, plus plus, their,
0: plus the non-existent digital channels.
1: Plus, yeah, uh, which is not so great news for you as a FoxTel uh, as a FoxTel person, Josh. But for the rest of us, I think that's that's great news. Let's saw some I analysis.
0: Think, I think what's Sorry, I think what's going to end up happening is that if the free-to-air networks take their uh take their electronic program guides particularly if Channel Nine takes its electronic program guide off the Foxtel listings, mm-hmm. uh it could be seen as anti-competitive conduct. Mhm. And uh, so it sounds
1: again if,
2: Foxtel, I, I can't if imagine Channel 9
0: take
1: their EPG off Foxtel. Off of Foxtel. I can't imagine a Channel 9 would do that. Why is that anti-competitive? Do that. I, I, I don't think they'd do that, even to support this.
0: 7 I, and 10 don't. I think they would be... on there, aren't they? No, but that, they, were, they were never on there, I, I and there was never any other option. Are you sure?
2: Or did that come out of no, uh, they were never the commercials wanting, they were, we wanting got, Foxtel
1: to pay for the,
2: we the got, retransmission? We got
0: digital thing. as soon as it went on, and 7 and 10 were never retransmitted.
1: I I could be completely wrong, but I don't imagine Channel Nine would want to take themselves off viewers of viewers. Well,
0: this is this is the way I see it as well.
1: Yeah, I but but the other way, I think Channel Nine would be quite happy then to have their to have their fingers in both pies to to be able to be recorded with Foxtel and with TiVo.
0: Why wouldn't all the networks do that though? Uh,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the reasons why, but. Between the fights, between Seven, Ten, and Foxtel. And right.
2: have you seen any uh, mention of the Australian TiVo system about being able to record cable? Because in the States, they actually have a system where uh, the, the TiVo can control the cable box. So it'll set the channel uh, if you want to record
0: cable. The The TiVo that, they've, uh, that they're looking at launching is going to be free-to-air only. Yeah. Now, yep. I know that people might have... Uh, home DVRs, PVRs, that they've hacked to be able to to do both Foxtel and, uh, and Free-to-Air. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be able to do what TiVo can do in the States and what IQ can do here, which is record two programs on uh, pay TV or record two programs on Free-to-Air or record one on each. the The thing is, because you've only got one Foxtel box... The way the the DVRs it can only be on, one channel, only be on it, one channel at a time. At one
1: time. Mm. Unless you got two boxes and two PVRs, but then you
0: get but it, then you then you pay two subscriptions. So some of
1: the analysis that I saw
2: today was was talking about that the regulation on the multicasting for the free to air commercials will is is uh, due to to be lifted okay um in in not too distant future mm-hmm. and at that point we'll be having we'll be having like five different streams from each of the commercials mm-hmm. it, it, already uh abc on their hd and their sd digital streams uh have shown different stuff like netball and and there was another sport that they were showing simultaneously on both of those so it wasn't the same uh content being shown in in hd and sd um the analysis was talking about once that actually rolls out, then uh, it's 200 and something for a TiVo box and then a $10 subscription for something like 50 channels. $400 for a TiVo box. But once you do that,
1: 10 bucks subscription, $10 a month, per month. for <clears throat> up to 50 channels. Unlike like yep. say, Fox, now you don't have IQ, do you?
0: No, not yet.
1: Now, you constantly, if you have IQ, you're constantly paying rent on it, but you never get to a point where you own it. True. That's that's a sham. Well, the, the, that's the, that's utterly ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. The, the way it works is, I think, in the same way with TiVo, you're paying for the you're paying a subscription fee for the service of the EPG and and being able that, to record. So it is, is ridiculous. Telstra used to do that's the same thing with their outright. phones
2: back in the day before yep.
0: people bought their own phones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, phone rental. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. But, yep, but it, is, it is it is it is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, there's not much that. Uh, that we can do about it no. unless unless we want to uh, just sit there and, and only have these very few options. I mean, mm. once again, it's it's another case of us, the viewer and the consumer, just being screwed over mm. completely. Yeah. Yep. And I can't see why we're not rioting in the streets about it. I mean, people might say, well, you know, it's only television. Mm. But it's... <laughs> It's what we do. None of our listeners would say that, it's, surely. It, you know, e- even for for people who aren't our listeners, people who aren't as passionate about television as, as we are, it still is something that everyone I know does. They go home from work, they turn on the television, they sit down for at least an hour, mm-hmm. two hours every mm-hmm. night, and watch their favourite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously not everyone does it. There are people who aren't, who don't have television, there are people who don't watch television, Television. They really don't watch television, but listen to this show. In some countries, they don't have advertising. But they, uh, <laughs> but, but we're all being screwed over mm. based on what we could have. Mm. And we don't have it It's the same with the broadband mm. Why are we so far behind the rest of the world? Because yeah. of Telstra We might uh, We might actually. Probably both of some... those are answered by because of <laughs> Telstra
1: We might actually have some inside information on this next week
0: Yeah, um, I'm hoping so So uh, so we'll look forward to that Lastly in the news oh. uh, don't, don't, oh, We've been oh. talking about this for 20 minutes, Brett oh. <laughs> Lastly in the news No, I don't want to talk about that HSV-7, that's Channel 7 in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Are they still HSV? Yeah, they are still HSV-7. From a Herald Sun, Victoria. Yes. Back in the day. I I I thought it was Herald Sun Vision. Oh, there you go. But Anyway. HSV-7 is in breach of the uh, Commercial Television Industry Code of Practice that has been found by ACMA this week. They broadcasted a program that exceeded the PG classification for violence, apparently in the program called Disorderly Conduct Caught on Tape which aired December last year Sounds like it there was gone wild it A does. scene in which a person is run over by a car and that was shown four times in the program It was not mild in impact and therefore caused it to exceed the PG rating Did
2: they do that, that dodgy digital zoom where they, they zoom in on, on the the screen uh, but they don't actually have the, the content there so it's all
1: pixelated and there
0: I don't know, but I, I also don't know. Well, and, what...
1: and big these sort of shows—they they wouldn't have shown it just once. They would have shown it like eighty yeah. times. Like that—that's just all these shows are. You know, police wilders chases—they've got like five chases. One chase goes between two commercial breaks because they just keep repeating it and repeating it and but, repeating it. You
0: know what Channel Seven's punishment was?
1: Everything, called caught on tape or gone wild, banned. No. Ah. Oh.
0: They had to circulate the ACMA report to all relevant departments and incorporate the findings into any future staff training. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's it? So it's
2: a bit like uh, Guns N' Roses played uh, Rod Laver uh, this weekend, and uh, I think it was Dainty that was managing the tour. Paid the fines up front for running late, because Mm. Axl Rose won't go on stage before 11 o'clock, and that's the curfew there.
0: Mm. Right. Mm. Clearly. Sorry. Won't do it again. Mm. That's fine for Channel It's not open. even
1: a slap on the wrist. No. Nah. No.
0: It's That's nothing. Ridiculous. It's just... Well, they have to print. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> they have to print more stuff. Okay. Photo, it's a, it's another paragraph. It's
1: a tap on the printer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> photocopying. <laughs>
2: Copy, paste. Copy, paste.
0: Jess McGuire is in the building. She'll be coming in shortly. But for the moment, that is the box cutters' news.
3: This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it.
0: It's been such a long time coming, but at last. Jess Maguire has made it into the Boxcutters studio. We're so glad to have you. Big Brother has been on for like... 19 years now mm. and we haven't seen hide nor hair of you
3: well you know it wasn't till last week you started turning up at my work and stalking <laughs> me and harassing me into it while i lined up for a coffee at six thirty in the morning
0: which i think is fair enough look you, you
3: uh, went you went to any length that you could and i applaud you for it and I, look it's worked in your benefit well <laughs> because you started going out the back door of your house <laughs> not a metaphor yeah <laughs>
0: No, yeah. no, not a metaphor. Now, just quickly, because l- last year you were our Big Brother correspondent, mm. this year you're not.
3: No. Mostly because... Rub it in, why don't you? Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's watching Big Brother. No, because it's crap. Right. <laughs> oh, look, I'm watching little bits of it. I'm actually watching a lot more than I did probably towards the end of last year. Again, I say it over and over. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to get over the heartache of Lefty Tim losing in 2005. And frankly, this year's... People are just a bit rubbish. Like I just, I can't get into them as much. I feel like Travis. You know, oh, I'm a level bogan. I say funny things. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. <laughs> and the rest of the sports girls sort of seem really great too. Like, oh, I don't care. But the new guy, Zach, the new intruder, Zach, I quite like. Right. I think I think I could get behind him. I think I could really throw him a weight. Well, because of course, none of the original girls. Like the original no, no, housemakers,
1: one, one. Alicia, one original, one original the country, husband. the country blonde right. girl,
3: or oh, the barmaid, mm, mm. the one that's passing Billy Piper, yes, right, mm. and gossip. gossip slut. <laughs> <laughs> what would Pamela Stevenson say about that. <laughs> she'll write a book about it. Sell yeah. it, bestseller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when my husband passed a big brother,
3: <laughs> Alicia, Al- I don't even know her name because no one watches it. Right, that's what she'll call it. Right, so winded but cute. So really. No big brother. No I, reckon, I reckon let's not. I, I mean, you know, unless there's a particular incident, but I, we're never going to get turkey slap. And I've been wondering why it's not sort of hitting the spot as much. Why, why the turkey
0: slap t- isn't hitting the spot. Yeah, so to yeah.
3: I think it, I think that the loss of Big Brother Uncut has actually really – and I don't mean that in just a seedy, pervy way, that obviously a good 90% of it is a seedy, pervy way. But I think the thing about Big Brother Uncut is that that's where you got to see them a bit drunk and drop their guards and tell their naughty stories and it wasn't necessarily even – all about sex, but it was it was just a way that you saw them that wasn't so polished and family friendly as a seven o'clock show. So,
2: so now we're stuck with with essentially the Disney version of Big Brother, and
3: it's and it's awful. And then you look at the the British Big Brother, where you know they've got it sort of right. They, it's it's an adult show. It's not aimed at children. Fostering racism is great. Oh, I'm so <laughs> up for that. I, you know, why isn't Pauline Hanson in the house? Um, <laughs> She probably would be. She loves reality shows these days. Um, But, yeah, I think that that the the English sort of approach it the way it should be. You know, it's it's on at 10. They're adults in the house. They do kind of what they want to do. They're all clearly obnoxious. But it's not aimed at children, so they can sort of get away with that sort of stuff. And at this point in Big Brother, you're never going to get anyone who – doesn't know what's going on, right? So so trying to pick, you know, lovable Mr. Average isn't going to work because the only people that are auditioning for this show, other than me and Marie Cardi, who you just heard before, <laughs> we did that two years ago, it's over now. But the only people that, that are auditioning for it are complete fame halls. I yes. mean, really. You, and so you can't really get into that as much. So the UK, clearly knowing that, are like, well, all right, let's take that to an ex- extreme and get insane fame hauls bang them in a room together and feed them heaps of alcohol. That's watchable.
0: There you go. There's your television. And and also, like, you spend a lot of your time now Mm. looking at famous people and how they behave. Yeah,
3: I do. I was thinking that on the tram. I don't know why. It was (laughs) having a quiet moment. Wow, Jess, you spend a lot of time looking at famous people. Oh, it's my stop. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: so many Smith Street junkies. uh, But do these people that we see on Big Brother... Have any of those qualities that you're seeing in in the people that you're writing about regularly?
3: Not really. They're not very – I think Zach seems a bit funny and stuff like that. But, I mean, they're just not – I don't see any really decent personalities. And it's not like I'm one of those snobs that are like, oh, reality TV show is boring whatever. But they're just – they're just not. They're just nothing. I just feel nothing for them.
1: They're very unattractive, aren't they? Yeah. Both physically and mentally. Yeah, Like I mean. There's, there's nothing to, to to get you on any of them that you sort of go, oh, yeah, he's all right. But they're, they're just kind of boring, bland, nothing people.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, if, if I want to go to a bad tavern, Irish tavern sort of <laughs> thing on a weekend and hang out with, you know, blonde permattan bogans, then I would. I don't need to watch it on the telly. Okay, But I'd still, you know, pash most of them. I'm, I'm pretty lonely. <laughs> Speaking
0: of blonde permittane bogans, mm. Paris Hilton has just been sacked by her agency.
3: I, Paris Hilton? I haven't heard anything about her career in a while now. Really? really? She's been really out of the news. That's so weird. I wonder I what she's up to. I, I should Google that. I should get on that. Y- you should. You should. Because you just, I don't know what's going on with her and I miss her. I, I know. She's. Uh, she's. She's just, you know. She's not She's not going out much. Faded out, out of the spotlight. Out of the spotlight. Should have done a Kurt Cobain, never fade away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I can tell you there wouldn't be any candlelight vigils. I'm
3: going to grunge hell. <laughs> are, are you kidding?
1: There wouldn't be any candlelight vigils for Paris. They'd be everywhere. Maybe chihuahuas, maybe a whole be, bunch of
0: chihuahuas would... Nah,
1: uh, a
3: whole lot of be, rich hollywood kids with toking, just, just, <laughs> just brightly lit joints in the there distance. There was one of those
1: opinion pieces in The Herald Sun the other day, You know, no. the opinion piece that is written by just the average writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was some old average woman... Average
3: writer is probably a very good term for most of the opinion pieces <laughs> in The Herald Sun. There was
1: some elderly woman who'd written in to say that Paris gets a really hard time and she always dresses well and she looks like a nice young girl, so...
3: She doesn't, and, and she can <laughs> really, yeah, cop mm. it as well she, she, while watching she, the she jelly.
0: Can, she can in the face,
3: in the uh, f- whoever <laughs> tits face. Give it. She loves, it.
0: loves uh, it. So, so in a situation like like Paris is in now, hmm. she's been dropped from her agency. She's uh, she's out of favour with everyone, but the the grey haired Herald Sun readers. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Because she's weird.
0: Can she recover? Could there be a, a simple life five? Could there be? more guest spots in Veronica Mars style shows
3: you know what sadly i think it's highly likely because think of how far she's gone with no discernible talent whatsoever it's not like it's not like you know she's not on now she's not appearing in that amazing television show and uh, you know she's not doing a robert downey jr who at least had some talent like she'd been shit forever She's going into jail for 40 something days. When she comes out, she'll still be shit and she'll still be everywhere. She's got money. She's, you know, people are, the, the hunger to find out about her. But I mean, actually, I thought it was really interesting that I don't think it was Christopher Hitchens, I might be wrong, but wrote an article possibly in The Australian. I make these things up sometimes. I think it was Christopher. I just like to quote random things. But, and, and he was really just sort of pleading the case of just like, you know, guys, seriously. And, and I, I, I hate to use an analogy. Involving her being a Christian, but it really, and it's the same with reality television, this whole culture of celebrity, which, um, you know, I write about, so I kind of know. It, it's really like feeding the Christians to the lions. And, and I think Paris Hilton is as vacuous and bland and boring and crap as, as everyone else does. But but there's a real sense of, you know, cr- almost cruel voyeurism in in watching that pain. And I love that I get paid to write about it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so do you put any credence in her coming out and saying, "Oh, I, I, I realize how I've been throwing away my life, and uh, I'm not really that dumb." Yeah, and When yeah. I get out, I'm going to be really good and, and a good role model. I, I was, blah, sl- blah.
3: I'm glad that she found God, and I'm just surprised it took only four days. I just, <laughs> I think she could have really sped up that process. Uh, She's going to have a little dollhouse where you know disabled children with. Dog hind legs for feet Sort of She's turning into Tori play. Spelling she, Absolutely Tori Spelling though is quite funny Have you read her blog? I read a blog entry of hers no. once She's um, You know her reality show In Love I double N It was her and her new husband Oh because had, they, they set up like a bed and breakfast yeah, Or something Yes In Love Well she had a blog entry Like describing some plumbing issues But it was surprisingly well written And funny and I About thought, the house or about her Yeah about the house And the plumbing issues And uh mm. Of the house and it was kind of all right. I was like, I, I, Tori Spelling's another one that I suspect, like, even though he's sort of hideous, I suspect is actually kind of a little bit clueier. whereas I actually think Paris Hilton is really dumb. And she might... And maybe it's just that thing where you just haven't used your intelligence ever because you've never had to. And, you know, if she walks out and actually does something with her life, then, then good for her. We're, we're all
0: going to be blown away with surprise. But that's... Watching The Simple Life, mm. which... I do sometimes because it's on before a show that I really like.
3: What shows that on Fox. I can't. Oh, it's, I it's can't on, remember. My my lie has no backup. It's on. It's, it's on, on before my favourite show.
0: It's on. <laughs> it's on before America's Next Top Model. Oh, is it? Yes. Whatever. Which which I love. Well pulled uh, out.
3: You know I haven't got the Foxtel guide here. <laughs> and, uh, and and and
0: I, I watch that and I go. Paris has absolutely nothing going for it. But Nicole Ritchie Yeah
3: it's funny seems like quite a lot of fun. Yeah. I like Nicole Richie. I like to think that Nicole Ritchie and I could booze on. And clearly we could if Lindsay Lowen's bodyguard is anything to go by. He's going <laughs> to tell all that he did in use the words like I don't know anyone as as bad as Lindsay. So maybe Nicole Richie? <laughs> Which
0: I kind of love. Who may or may not be pregnant at the moment. Oh, she mm. probably just ate a hamburger. <laughs>
3: oh, <it's laughs> On an emaciated body like that. You going to do some Huge defini- definition. It's going to be a sucker player.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what about uh, Idol this year? Do you think uh, Idol's going to go down the same track as, uh, as Big Brother has?
3: I'm going to hope for no because of the the reemergence of Dicko. I think Dicko was the saving grace of that show for the first two seasons. He, you know, I love him. Even with his, like, ridiculous comments that he makes and mm-hmm. his stupid comments, I can still – I always sort of go, oh, I know what he was trying to say there, and he's just like a bumbling father whose, you know, daughter walks out and he's and dressed up really nicely and he's like, yeah, a nice pimple or something like that, and then they just go, Dad! <laughs> and, they, and they run off. And he's like, what? I mean, you mean the dress looks great? You know, he just sort of sort of bumbles his way. But I always get what he's trying to say. He just doesn't say it always the right it's way. A, you look great for a whore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way to cover that fat ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but Kyle Sandler, I, do, I obviously don't have much time for. I, I, I'm i going to be really interested to see if there's going to be any clashes between Dicko and Kyle. I think Dicko's, I mean, it's it's been a really dire two series when Mark Holden is the one. Making sense, yeah. <laughs> touche. <laughs>
1: surely, though, it's the uh, it's a little bit the law of diminishing returns as far as the actual talent goes. Like, there's not that many people left who are interested in auditioning who can sing. Surely,
3: well, you'd think that. I, I always thought that, um, especially when the X Factor started, I thought, how many sixteen to twenty eight year olds can can there be that mm. haven't already done it? And I was like, well, maybe, maybe they should have a few years off and let let some yeah, new sort of yeah. talent come in, but I don't know. It, it, I think it could work, but it depends on – I'm not sure about the details of how they're doing it and if, what the age limits are and stuff, but, I mean, Britain's Got Talent has been quite captivating viewing on YouTube, if, you, if you've watched it, and I think that um, – I think he that, won. I think he won. There was an opera singing guy. Yep, yep, guy. He, did. he did. win. did win. Have he he also, about it already?
0: No, did he also, uh, like, blow gum leaves or – No,
3: that's what, he, that's what he, we were watching it at work. Did he juggle work. puppies or – No, we watched it at work and they were going, God, this, he's amazing. I was like – yeah, but, you know, don't be un-Australian. There's weird, the guy with the gum leaves. You know, oh, I'm going to sing opera. Peace off. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no, no, uh, he was he was amazing. For, for anyone that doesn't know the story, and uh, they can probably Google it or YouTube it or something, go to defamer. Um, there's a sort of... Australian defamer. Yeah, Australian. Yeah. Defamer. I'll be gentle. Thanks. Anyway, um... This this guy, sort of mobile phone salesman, Welsh guy, and really unassuming, you know, quite you know, a bit overweight and balding, really bad teeth, horrible life, like, you know, and his one dream is to sort of sing. And, and so he comes out in front and you're sort of looking at him thinking, oh, he's not going to measure. You can see the judges sort of going like, yeah. And you've got, you got Simon Cowell from, of American Idol and right. obviously pop idol fame. He's renowned for being quite a harsh man. they sort of like rolling eyes. Oh, I'm going to sing opera. Go for it. And what it was so amazing that this guy just starts opening his mouth, and people in the crowd start crying, and and you just there's something I was trying to work out what was so because I cried too, and then I pulled a grown man seriously did pulled a grown man and I was like sit down and watch this at work, and he sat down, and then he started crying. It was re- and I was trying to work out what it was, and I thought here's a guy that just has no you know self worth, and he and he you know his one dream is to sing, and he can't blah blah blah, and to see him get up there. And to get swept away by the music so he no longer realises where he is almost. And that's literally what it looked like. He wasn't even in that room anymore. He was somewhere else where he could just sing. And then to come back to reality when he finished the song and just see that there's this auditorium of people just, just standing up. And and his face, like, he couldn't quite believe it, that people would actually like him and think he was talented. And, oh, my heart broke into a thousand pieces. But then there was also Gum Left Guy and Australian's Got Talent. Yeah. So, so.
0: so, so does that make, make you think that maybe Australia doesn't have
3: talent? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, that's, <laughs> no. it's, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was very good, but apparently Danny's going to nasty it up a little bit. She's been doing the auditions for – I think she's going to be on – I don't understand this because I heard she was going to be on Britain's Got Talent or maybe mm. she's going to be the X Factor. Is it no, be X the, Factor. It's, yeah, that's why, that's why. Yeah, well, she's going to be on X Factor. Apparently the auditions are happening now and Danny is being very tough and someone said, oh, I really like Kylie? And she was like. Shout
0: them out of the room. Because that's uh, interesting because the rumours that I heard, mm. and only rumours, was that uh, Danny did have the toughness, did mm. have the nastiness, mm. but only off camera and when people were looking at her. Oh, really? That's the story that I heard.
3: Well, I heard from a very, 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 very good source, and I just thought this was a really nice quote. You just. Uh
2: well, maybe a co host. I don't know. Or a co judge.
3: No, I don't know. These no, things. No. I, wouldn't, I would never <laughs> commit to, to, to roving and so on. I think he just said that um, Danny just doesn't really give herself. Like she's sort of there, but she's just not really there. She just sort of seemed nice enough, but it was wasn't really real. And there just there was no getting behind her that veneer. I really wanted to interview her on Triple R. I think I think they thought I was joking. They said, "Do you guys want any guests for 2007?" I went, "Danny." <laughs> yeah, we. And uh... I said, "No, Danny. No, I'm quite serious, Danny." But then I didn't really pursue too hard. I just added her as a MySpace friend. We, 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 we tried very briefly to,
0: uh, to to get her on for box cutters and then gave up very quickly when we were getting a reply. Really? Yeah. Let's, I'll try again for next season.
3: Yeah, I will too. I really want to hang out with Danny and make her love me.
1: Next season's not that far away.
0: No, because they're, they're going to do a second season they're this year. They're going to do
1: it in August, I think. Yeah. So
3: well, she she's gonna, back she, for it? Yeah. Oh, well, she's meant to be back for it, but it's it's going to depend on her finishing with the X Factor, surely. Mm. They, can't, they can't get through a series like that mm. this
1: yeah, quickly. I, I don't know. I just I heard it's second half of the year.
3: You're it, bullshitting me. Not at You're all. You're bullshitting me, not mate. At all. Okay, not Okay, I trust at all. you. I trust you. I can't <laughs> stay mad at you.
0: God. Jess Maguire. That's all the
3: time we have. Oh, that's great! I didn't even—I didn't say anything of purpose. It's so good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, next time, yeah, stuff of purpose. We'd love that. Whatever. But we love the way you are as well. Thank you. Thank you.
1: My, that Jess McGuire can talk. She sure can. Now, uh, debate continues to rage over the end of The Sopranos. Which is fine, but it shouldn't be raging here. Uh, For those who haven't been paying attention, Series 6B has not actually screened in this country. And therefore, we shouldn't be discussing Sopranos on The Nation. It shouldn't be a news story on National Nine News. And there certainly shouldn't be a blow-by-blow episode outline in a uh, local metropolitan paper. What? No. Like the leader
2: or. No, 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 no. Melbourne Times, no, no, is no, like, like the Age, or
1: like something. Like the Age, very much it was in the Age. Was in the Age, page three, no Tuesday, everything, cocksuckers, the, the whole episode. How dare they? This is this is just shit. Now, obviously, the Nation said, "Oh, we're not going to say any spoilers," but and the Age went the other way and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's full of spoilers," but just don't read if you want don't want to know. Now, either, these are both equally shit options. Uh... If you're saying, oh, we don't have any spoilers, different things mean different things to different people. What might not be a spoiler to you might be a spoiler to the person who's reading about it, particularly if you're talking about, like, you might not be talking about the exact content, but even if you're talking about, say, the tone of the episode, spoiler.
0: Yep. Uh, I'm, I have to say I, I'm guilty of that yes. uh, on uh, on Radio National to, to, to a, a small extent. Mm-hmm. I did try very hard, mm. but heat of the moment, talked about the zombies. Oh, right. Well, uh, no, you know, it, no, it, it happened. I was. I was asked about it and tried with great difficulty mm. to talk about how the show comes to an end without actually talking about how the show comes to an end. Yep. And uh, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I knew what was happening. At the time, mm. uh, and uh, and people who were listening to it knew what was happening at the time, and uh, and a lot of people I know actually turned off the radio just in case. Yep, yep. Which is what I'm finding a lot of people doing. A lot of people aren't watching the internet, but it, it's like pieces of a puzzle. If you get enough little bits of that
1: piece of the puzzle, you're going to figure out a large chunk of the episode, and then you have it. Then you have a whole big spoiler, which is yes. which is just terrible. The other thing is if you say if you come out and say, oh don't keep reading, we've got spoilers, that's even worse because that puts the information out there and then it makes it very, very hard to avoid. Uh, For example, person A is a lapsed or non-interested Sopranos person, thinks, oh, I'll read this article that's in the paper, goes to work, encounters person B, who's a hardcore Sopranos fan, and person A says, oh, I can't believe that X, Y, and Z happened in the Sopranos finale. Let's
0: let's, let's just... You know, for the sake of this, let's let's talk about Adriana and Ralph as zombies. patch okay, let's you just know.
1: say, you know, Person A comes into work and says, I can't believe that the zombies pash in the series ending of Sopranos, poor Person B, screwed. And, yeah. I mean, that's all work is, making mindless chit-chat with people that you don't really know to try and fill in the hours.
0: That's all <laughs> you do at work. That's all I did today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I understand that there are lots of people who are interested in what happened in the finale who perhaps don't want to wait for Channel 9 to show it or people who've maybe seen it through BitTorrent and are interested in what other people think of it. That's what the internet's for. Jump online and you can find out in just a second. Television is a viewing medium first and a discussing medium second. So I understand that these things become so big they become bigger than the shows themselves and they become part of pop culture, but... 3AW shouldn't be announcing the winner of Survivor before it's aired here, as happened with the first Survivor. Rob Sitch shouldn't be making hilarious, oh, they all end up in jail jokes between the American premiere of the finale of Seinfeld and when it finally screened here on Channel 10. It's just unfair on the watchers. Um, If anybody should be allowed to talk about it, it should be us. And we don't. We're doing a TV show, a podcast about TV show. And I would guess that probably most of our listeners have either seen it or don't care.
0: And we're not discussing it. And we won't discuss it until Channel 9 decides to show it in 2011.
1: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it just, I, I don't know. It just, it just really bugs me. I'd love, to, I'd love to discuss it. Obviously, I'd love to discuss it on this show, but we're not going to. Uh, it, and it's going to be the same. You know, it's going to be the same with the new Harry Potter book. You know, the new Harry Potter book's going to come out and some idiot's going to speed read it straight away and the next day in the age or the sun, is, oh, Harry Potter dies in the latest instalment. I don't understand why the minority of people who want to read a book or who want to experience
0: it have to have this fun spoiled by all these idiots who don't care about it anyway. I, you know what, I, I'm kind of torn because I love the idea that a television drama has made the news. Yes. I think that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Give it up for television drama, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. on the other hand, i don't think telling people what happens in the in the show is actually the newsworthy part yep the the eleven million viewers for a cable cable television show that 's newsworthy the uh It changed the way we see television drama that's newsworthy uh you know and, and now it's over. Uh, people were having uh, morning parties if such a thing was happening. Mm-hmm. That's newsworthy. Mm-hmm. To talk about how big it is, that's the newsworthy part of it. Mm-hmm. To talk about what actually happens. Yep. But that that's what was the story. What happened was the story
1: and people's reaction to it. That was the story. And that—and that's just shit. That's yeah, just shit. It just shouldn't be. It just shouldn't be. And i <sighs>
2: But of course, we we only get the the Sopranos final episode once in a lifetime. We have the same thing every year
0: with the Oscars, and having to avoid uh, any services. Yeah, new but that's, that's and for one afternoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's avoiding it for one afternoon. Exactly. People are going to have to avoid any reference to the Sopranos well,
1: at the, the earliest.
0: No, no, at the earliest
1: September. Channel Nine have come out and said it is tentatively booked in to be shown in August, but. In between twelve thirty and one thirty, sometime there. But pretty much, we're planning uh, yeah. not to do it then. That, yeah, that's what they've come out and said. They've, that's the plan at the moment. Don't hold your breath.
0: And you know what? I've tried to get Len Downs on this show. Yep, I've tried very hard to get Len Downs on this show. Mm-hmm. He's not coming on. Like I've had no. every time, I try to contact Channel Nine and say, "Come on, Len Downs, what do you reckon?" And they say, "We'll get back to you," and they never do. Which, quite frankly, I think is rude. Mm-hmm. So my plan now is to get programming managers from all the other networks to talk about how crap Channel 9 are. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> Screw them. No, they're, really? They're screwing it. The, I mean, again, yes, it's, it, it's back to the same thing of shitting themselves in the foot. It is two different issues
1: here. But even if Channel 9 had shown it as quick as they could have shown it, these spoilers probably would have preempted. And they still would have been there.
0: Well no, they could have shown it ten thirty on a Monday night. Instead of the freaking treasure or Jackie O. <laughs> they they could have been showing it ten thirty on a Monday night. In reality, that's not gonna happen. Okay.
1: I mean I mean there's no precedent for that at all, with exception to possibly Letterman and Jericho. And Survivor. And Survivor, yes, true. And Survivor. But there there really is no precedent for that.
0: No. But they could have been doing it. They knew, they knew They could have been yep. how big it was gonna be. Yep. They know how passionate Sopranos viewers are. Yeah, but Josh, you and I have you and I lived
1: through this last series, watching it pretty much as it's come to air, and it's been fantastic to watch it like that, hasn't yes, it? Yes,
0: I yes. I mean, and Australian viewers are not going to get that.
1: No, and I would be furious if I heard the sort of stuff that was talked about on the Nation, which they claimed wasn't spoilers. If if I'd heard that sort of stuff, I mean, I, I would have had smoke coming out of my ears. I, off I air. had
0: smoke coming out of my ears anyway, and that was just for people like Brett. Off air, I want to hear what they said on the nation because I, I missed last week's episode. Yep, I figure I've got another three that I can catch it.
2: But essentially, <laughs> partway through season six, a Channel Nine abandoned the Sopranos. I don't give a fuck. That, that's
1: exactly right.
0: Right, yep. you said a language warning right at the beginning of the show. You're I just did. running with it. <laughs> I am. It's, yes. Yes.
1: He's an angry. He's an angry man Your, today. Seal's been broken. You know whose fault it is. Telstra's cunts. <laughs>
0: Time for the golden age of television. That's better.
1: I think uh, Brett
0: got cut off. He said in that last <laughs> sentence, he said, "Can't do that." Right, <laughs> right. I because I took my headphones off. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. And I, and I think I, th- I think there was a glitch, a technical error. I, of some I thought I thought he was going to say, "Country people are really being screwed over by Telstra," because oh, <laughs> no, no. there was a policeman in the studio. Yes, constable. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's. Uh, that's what he said. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to my right, Denya. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> um,
0: now it is the golden age of television. I have the envelope in front of oh, me. It's, it's, it's exciting. Every week we get our envelopes made by somebody different. <laughs> this week, it's made by the wonderful people at... No, sorry. This week, Futurama and South Park. Wow, two animations. Two animations. Because, you know, we've been doing Golden Age according to a certain theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, and these two, while very different shows, fit into a a genre of the uh, Golden Age or or a a pigeonhole of the Golden Age that I I like to think of as adult animation. Mm -hmm. Not Fritz the Cat style adult animation, Mm. but uh, shows that are animated – they're cartoons, but they're really aimed at adults. Yep. Uh, we see South Park on SBS here, and we saw Futurama on Channel 7. Yes. Futura- and- Futurama also fits into uh, a, a really interesting...
1: And then on Channel 10. Yes.
0: And then on Channel 10. Uh, mm. Fits into a really interesting sub-genre of uh, Golden Age of Television, which is shows that became popular because of DVD. When uh, Armor was shown... Possibly, possibly. I loved it straight off of yeah, that. As, as did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, clearly, but you're saying we're the minority. Yeah, clearly not a lot of people did because Channel mm. 7 took it off straight away. Well, Channel 7 didn't really give it a decent go you
2: know, in Orig- a stable time slot. Like originally,
1: when it premiered, they showed...
2: They uh, did a
0: bit of a scrubs job
1: from no, memory. No, they showed most of the first and second series at 7.30 on a Tuesday night, I think it was. And, mm-hmm. and they showed it with, uh, with Family Guy. Yes, and uh, I know I've told this story before on Box Cutters, but I remember Josh. You rang up Channel Seven, I think it was sometime in two thousand and one, and said, "When's Future Armor coming back on? Uh, not for a while. When's Family coming back, Guy coming back on? Never heard of it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about King of the Hill?
1: I think you'd asked about that I, too. I asked, yeah, I asked yeah.
0: about King of the Hill. In fact, I, I think I called them a couple of times and asked about King of the Hill, <laughs> and uh, and no, there was <laughs> no plans for, uh, for for King of the Hill at that at that stage. Uh,
1: Future Future Armor for me is just pure genius. It's, it's 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 fantastic. Again, I don't think Channel Ten have done a great job in their in their showing that it's been either plastered constantly, a few episodes, and other episodes they haven't shown at all, which is a, which is a little disappointing.
2: And I can never tell on Channel Ten when the new episodes um, that have never been seen are shown.
0: Oh, other, other episodes that have never been shown on... It was on a joke. They're not making oh. Futurama's. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought that maybe Channel 10 had shows. also a take on how Channel 10 I, thread the uh, Simpsons. But, but what I was... I, I thought you were saying that Channel 10 actually had shows... Had episodes of Futurama that they hadn't shown. They
1: have. Channel 10 does have episodes of Futurama really? that they haven't shown. For example, they've never shown uh, The Devil Has Idle Hands. Really? Which is, th- which is the last really? ever episode.
0: That's such a great episode. Was that the last ever? That was the last ever. It is... Yeah. It is a great, beautiful episode. And this mm. is... Okay, look, In In Futurama... What we have and they've never shown uh, I don't think
1: they've ever shown A human horn episode Which is towards the end of that series as well
0: Yeah where Because Fry's, of the time slot
1: Fry's nose gets pinched And is u- and he's going to be used as an aphrodisiac For aliens mm.
0: <laughs> The thing, the thing I, One of the things I love about Futurama Not only the Then they find out about his lower horn <laughs> Joke writing Yes Not only the excellent And it is I think it's joke writing that's superior To a lot of Simpsons joke writing Definitely, definitely superior to uh, almost every sitcom I've I've ever seen. You know, The Office, notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just such superb joke writing. But then they also have fantastic romance writing. Yep, the Fry Leela stuff. Yep. is really really touching. Very There's strong. That bit in the devil the devil has idle hands. Uh, that that is just so. Heartwarming. There's also uh, that uh, that one where time keeps slipping. Yep. And I think it's actually called "Time Keeps Slipping." Yep. And yep. Uh, and just a, a beautiful ending to to that one as well. Yep. And and so much melancholy. And you, you've got to remember too. There's great episodes
1: such as the one with uh, with Fry's dog.
0: Yes. Oh, that's a beautiful episode. Which,
1: which I've seen endless amounts of complaints on message boards about because people say. We don't watch a show like Futurama to cry, and Futurama made us cry
0: because it, it is just a touching, such a touching and amazing and episode. It is, it is great writing, just yeah. just fantastic writing. The
1: same with uh, the same with Fry's brother, the episodes with uh, with, with Yancy uh, and his uh, five
0: leaf clover. Yes, uh, I mean great writing, but yeah, very touching, very and, touching. And this is the thing that we get: it's it's not just jokes with Futurama; it is also Story And it is also about the tragedy of of a man who gets trapped for a thousand years and comes out in a completely different world. Yep. We yep. see that as well in the uh, Fry's a Millionaire episode, mm. where all he wants is his uh, can of anchovies. Yep. Yep. Uh, th- these are the dangers of living in a world that you're not used to. Yep. Uh, yep. So, so we see a lot of that drama in, in it as well. Mm. Compare that with South Park.
1: Sorry, just to while we're on a future drama. Early people who like... People who get into Futurama at first, oh, I like Bender. The more you get in, the more you realise the Bender episodes are the crap ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the great the great things about Bender are the single lines. Exactly. Things but, but things whole like, episodes Things about like, him. Now nobody can say that I don't have John Larriquette's spine. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know that yeah. that's Oh and just Hermes fantastic.
1: is Hermes is gonna kill himself and everyone's saying, No, don't jump, don't jump and then you hear Bender. Do a flip. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's where
0: Bender really comes into play. Yeah, yeah. but whole, so, whole Bender episodes, yeah, not so good. No, but clearly, Futurama fits into golden age of television. And new Futurama coming next year, which
1: should be very interesting to see how episodes,
0: that goes. Episodes, movies. No, no, we've discussed oh, that's, this. that's right. It's, it's going to be both episodes, and, episodes and,
1: movies. and movies. Speaking of which, uh, the Springfield,
2: Missouri are trying to get uh, the Simpsons movie premiere in their
1: town. Yeah, good luck. Oh, okay. They'll have to
0: fight the other six Springfields in the United States.
1: Mm. The uh... they have actually made a joke pretending that that Springfield, Missouri, is actually the Springfield of Springfield. In the in the, the one where Lisa tricks the comptroller, and they said uh, they're, they're talking about the school, and they said the school here in uh, the school was built in Missouri, and uh, Skinner and Lisa go, huh? Then it was moved brick by brick here.
0: Ah.
3: <laughs>
1: Yes,
0: right. Mm. South Park. Yeah,
1: South Park gets into the golden age of television. Now, it premiered in I think nineteen ninety seven. I South think so.
0: Park. Mm-hmm. So it just fits in. Just fits. Uh, although you know that's so flexible. <laughs> 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 just fits. Sure, it's still going. It fits. <laughs> the uh, thing about South Park again is the writing. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not the animation. It's its strength is in the writing. Fantastic jokes. Fantastic characters, fantastic scenarios, but also the best, the best episodes are the episodes with a message. Yep. The episodes where they're trying to get some kind of message across, be it right wing, left wing. No one cares. <clears throat> no one... Some do, Josh.
3: Yeah, but, but why?
0: Why? The thing is, it, for me, why it's so good is how cleverly they've gotten the message into the show. I don't care what the actual message is. I have my own opinions. That's why I read. But <laughs> the but the thing is, they've got a cartoon that people watch because it's got poo jokes in it. And they manage to get messages in there. They might hide them. They might uh, do them surreptitiously. But they get them there. And then they'll make it really, really overt at the end. Mm. It's, they've got a great pattern to their writing. Mm. Uh, well, I say they, it's really he. Now, th-
1: now, when we were first discussing the list of golden age of television... Trey, Trey writes most of them.
2: Really? Yeah. What does Matt do? Just counts his cash?
1: Matt really works more as a producer. Okay. Uh, when, they, uh, when we were first putting together the list of golden age of television, South Park wasn't actually... On one of our lists, that's and so I came up to you a couple of weeks ago and said, "Well, what about?" I think it might have been last week, and said, "What about South Park?" Yes. So I'm interested to see why why wasn't it on the list originally? Do you think?
0: Uh, I, th- I think pro because it's fairly ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. I think uh, because it's had merchandising mm-hmm. uh, because it was such a huge phenomenon to start with. I actually, when I think about South Park, I don't think about the populi- popular years. Mm-hmm. I think about South Park now. Yep. Uh, I think about how outrageous they're getting and how they try to get more and more outrageous every year, how they try mm-hmm. to push the envelope every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't really been an influence on much, though, has it? No.
1: No. It's, it's kind of a standalone thing. Y-
0: you know what? I, I think it has been a bit of an influence. I think it's been an influence on Family Guy. just mm-hmm. hasn't been a good influence. Uh I think I think Fa- family guy really? Yeah, I think with the the gross-outness of that, that family guy often does. Uh and I say often does. I've seen it a handful of times. So you think that that they've watched South Park and thought hey if they can do that
2: then we can go them better.
0: Uh, no, I I think that the that Fox saw what Comedy Central were doing with South Park and went uh okay, this Seth MacFarlane guy has the right ideas for what kids want now. Let's let's give him a go. Uh, I don't think it's it's deserved. It's not a kids show, but we don't want to it get into matter. a discussion on Family if, Guy. If you're interested, it doesn't matter. In We're a, talking about what Fox programming thinks, not what we think. If you're interested uh, and
1: you have only recently joined us on this podcast, uh, there's pages and pages on the blog about uh, South Park, about oh, South South versus, Park. Family South path versus Family Guy. South versus Family Guy, essentially. But
0: yeah, I, I think it has it has been influential in a lot of. There are a lot of cartoons that I'm seeing on the Comedy Channel mm-hmm. uh, and things like uh, Drawn Together yep. uh, that think that they know what they're doing mm. but, but don't. Mm. And with South Park, it's the cleverness mm. that really sets it apart from everything else that's out there. But surely South Park's not that much of a pioneer because it came after Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, but Ren and Stimpy wasn't doing what South Park's doing now. Ren and, mm. Ren and Stimpy was was purely gross-out humor. It was very funny gross-out humor, but it was it was purely gross-out humor. And, and Ren and Stimpy was completely different as well. It was a a throwback to the old uh the old Warner Brothers cartoons. And uh and South Park is not that South Park was always just uh felt on a background or uh, or Flash, or whatever it is that they're using to to make it now, uh, it was always about the simplicity of the of the animation and the keen, Not keen sharp lip syncing, and yeah, and the keen, yeah. sharp pencilness of the writing. And yes, I've just coined a phrase. <laughs> anyway, that's Golden Age, Age of Television. Controversial, though it may be. You might want to email us, hooray, at net, or let us know on the blog at boxcutters.net what you think about those two entries into the Golden Age.
2: Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just boxcutters going about their business.
1: Just quickly, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Sesame Street. You've been know, watching some early episodes. I, I have. I know uh, uh, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I, I want to get a bit more in depth. Uh, we don't let Fry watch much television to, purely to entertain him. He, off, obviously, often when he's around the television, Don. Uh, but we don't just stick it, stick him in front of it and go, okay, there you go, <laughs> do that for an hour. Uh, but, uh, but I do think Sesame Street's okay, being a, uh, a, a long-time Sesame Street person myself. Uh, you know, Philip Adams was instrumental in getting Sesame Street to this country. Was he? Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, thanks, <sighs> Philip Adams. Did you know, S-
1: Sesame Street in the mornings though has recently been replaced by Elmo's World. Yeah, it's a which uh, Elmo's World. It's 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 no Sesame Street, and and it's a little bit above Will's level at the moment. He's. Yeah. It, it's it's more for kind of three, four year olds, I think.
2: Yeah. I have been talking to parents that I know and they say that uh, it's actually quite quite regular that they
1: uh, that do they do turn alternate them over. with other yeah. yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a, there's something else that a they play have. with me, sesame? Maybe which is kinda in between the two. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, I've sourced some vintage Sesame Street, up to and including the first ever Sesame Street episode. Right, and uh, it's it's interesting the way the characters have changed over the years. Original Oscar, orange, right. Same grouchy character, but he was orange instead mm. of instead dirty of dirty orange or uh, yeah, orange? yeah kind of dirty orange.
0: So, but still Carol Spinney and. Carol being the, the person who plays Oscar. Yeah. Still so the same, same Oscar. Voice. Right. Same Oscar.
1: Uh, Bert and Ernie were much the same uh, as was Kermit. Uh, were well, they gay yet? Big Bird. Slightly more right. slightly more wimpy. Slightly different shaped head. Right. Not as tall just yet. No, as tall, but, but kind of a really wimpy character. Scared of everything. And hysterically scared of everything. Right. And, and walked kind of like those drinking birds. You know, like on The Simpsons? He's drinking the water. Oh, yeah, Kind yeah. of walk, walked a bit like that. <laughs> he's very, going
0: back for more.
1: <laughs> very odd. <laughs> Cookie Monster, first time we see him, only known as Monster.
0: Right.
1: And he doesn't eat stuff. He's just more of a kind of troublemaker. Right. Uh, interestingly to Grover, his fur was a lot longer originally, uh, giving him the look like he's got a bit of a shaggy beard. And he's more or sort of a transient Bu- fuzzy beard troublemaker. Right. Mm-hmm. So less, less lovable Grover, more kind of scamp troublemaking Grover.
0: What about the uh, the aliens? Have you seen any of the aliens? I haven't seen any of mm-hmm. the aliens yet.
1: Mm-hmm. No, Radio. no, Radio.
0: No. <laughs> Radio.
1: Radio. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them, but they haven't been in there yet. The other thing is uh, the familiarity of the set. It's just amazing, you know, it's just so, so familiar from uh, Mr. Hooper's store to that kind of that concrete play area next to that, to the old kind of apartments where Oscar's can's out the front of, and then they've got those kind of saloon door-like doors into the behind area where Big Bird's Nest is. Yes. Like, it, it's, just, uh, it's just achingly familiar. Same with the uh, animations uh the particularly the counting number animations one two three, four five six, seven eight nine, ten, and you know you 've got the racing cars all line up and uh and uh so do they have the pinball song they don 't have that one yet i'm I'm assuming that's that's, you a know bit that's later. the Pointer
2: sisters that did that song oh no really Damn.
1: really no, and this one uh yeah so i'm I'm assuming that 's coming and they uh they had early uh, appearances from uh, bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. yep. The Colts. So uh, so that was great to see. Uh, so, Fry, so what year is this from? This is from, uh, like I said, from the first episode onwards, which I think is either late 60s or early 70s. It's
0: been around for 30 years. Uh,
1: yep. So, so whatever that means. So Cosby 19... would have been fairly skinny and kind of still I, no, I think it's
0: 1976,
1: 77. Think it's a bit earlier than that, but I could be wrong. It might be labelled incorrectly.
0: Oh no no! It, it no, you're right. Yeah, I'm pr- right, it it probably on,
1: started here around about
2: then. Yeah, because yeah.
0: it, it was on before I was born. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, that'll give people a clue of, as to That's how old the 1950s, Josh. 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes,
1: <laughs> For listeners yes. at home. So Fry, yeah, Fry usually gets bored after ten minutes, but but I keep watching them myself. Uh, and I kind of wish they'd replay some of these older ones because the recent Sesame Street, well, they're good and you have some gold moments, such as they did an apprentice takeoff with uh, all, the, uh, all the grouches wanting to impress Donald Grump <laughs> and uh, one of the grouches, a nice touch called Oma Grosser which I thought uh, well, that was just, uh, that's just brilliant. These, these original ones are just just far and away better so it's just a pity that they don't show some of these original ones
0: today it is a shame Hmm.
2: hey um when i cast my pod it's with the box cutters in mind box cutters pod cast done pork is on the table
0: so much pork, so little time. So much pork. Very quickly, uh, what uh, I didn't uh, get to cover in the news. St- uh, clear, Channel it's, 10, it's, 10,
2: Network Holdings <laughs> Limited have uh, entered a trading halt, pending the release of an announcement by the company. Uh, that should be out before Wednesday coming up. That's Wednesday, June 20. If not, mm. then they'll go
1: back to trading. Interesting.
2: Uh,
0: yes. You talked about The Apprentice and, uh, and Donald Trump, or, uh, you know, by, Donald by extension, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, and we've also talked in the past about Donald Trump's uh, other TV ventures. Oh, yes, yes. Lady or a Tramp is right. the name of, of the show. Girls go to deportment school and then people have to vote on whether they have become a lady or a tramp. Where do they get I'd, them
2: from originally? I'd like, to, like a, Do they have any class at all about them? Uh,
0: girls in Love with the Party Life. So, uh, oh, Paris Hilton's yeah, going to a come. A ho- whole bunch of Paris Hilton's. Oh, I think. I, I would have preferred a show called Lady or the Trump. And uh, and there's a whole lot of drag kings, and you have to decide if one of them is Donald <laughs> Trump. But it's not a so, million
1: miles away from a Australian Princess, is it? No. So so is he just like an executive producer? He's a, he's a producer? He, is he actually involved? Is he going to be on camera? Uh, Who am I kidding? It's Donald Trump. Of course of he's course. going to be on camera. Uh,
0: it's a, It's... It's an adaptation of the British series *Lay debt to *Lady*. Uh, no uh, mention of whether he'll be anything more than a producer, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's he's going to make an appearance. Hey, I
1: mentioned *Pirate Master* last week on the show. Uh, that's actually starting on Channel Ten at seven thirty. It's uh, it's uh, replaced. Teenage fat camp or whatever it was called uh, the poor f- what happened there oh that 's gone to midday Saturdays oh think, really because because no one cares about the fat people, fat teenagers was uh, it a teenage fit camp uh, I think it was, but they changed the name from fat camp at the last at the last possible moment because they thought it wasn 't very nice. Uh, you have been warned about Pirate Master, watch it at your own peril, but if you will notice if you see the ads, the ads are stating that it 's premi <laughs> On uh, on Thursday oh. at 7.30. And that that's not said in a voiceover. That's written
0: <laughs> on the screen. That's, that's great. So
1: uh, that's that's about the level that you're going to get with Pirate Master. So, yeah, enjoy. Uh,
0: now, also, we haven't s- spoken about these Channel 10 changes coming 6.30 from July 23rd. Which change? Or yeah. June 23rd or well, something like that. Is,
1: I've only seen the ads. It's July 23rd. I've only seen the ads. They keep saying... Uh, they have a time, uh, kind of like the uh, the clock ticking down from the hatch in Lost.
0: Yeah, and it ticks over to six thirty. Is it six thirty? Yeah, six thirty. And kind yep, of a kind of, uh, kind of sound, and, it's and it says something will change on July twenty third at six thirty. Now six thirty. I'm just not about Neighbours HD. Oh. didn't
2: I mention that like a month ago or so? No just after they'd got through the negotiations well
0: b b c lost neighbors and uh Channel Five or whoever bought it in the u k uh but is that it it's just neighbors is gonna go h d so uh bad looking television is gonna look <coughs> even worse with more resolution from memory
2: yes that was that was the word back then right mm. what were you think it was?
0: I thought they were gonna replace neighbors with episodes of lost. <laughs> <laughs> I live in hope. Hey Ross, you put me on to the practice. Did I the TV, years the TV show years ago? The practice mm-hmm. specifically for episodes with John Larroquette.
1: Uh, possibly. Okay, I'll I'm, go with that. I'm, yes,
0: I'm yes. pretty because you you were a fan of the practice. I was
1: back in the uh, back in the early days. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure
0: you said you have to watch the episodes of John Larroquette because then I did, mm-hmm. and they were fantastic. Yes, they were absolutely fantastic. Well, you'll be pleased to know that Laraquette is joining Boston Legal as yeah. a regular cast member.
1: Yeah, big mm-hmm. big turnover of cast for Boston Legal. I, Huge. I read an article that said they're replacing four characters, but I thought I don't know who any of the characters are. So, well, the
0: supposedly you it, good-looking Brent?
1: attorney has just left.
2: Rene
0: the... Rene Auberge- Oh, really? Is going. from uh, from Benson.
2: I, I can never see him and not think of Benson. Right. Yeah. Uh, Julie Bowen. Who I think is, uh, used to be Ed's girlfriend in Ed. Right. Mark Valley. Uh, oh, I think that's, that's Kendall, Right. Constance Zimmer. It's kind of like the, might zzzz. be Clarence's, uh, <laughs> Clarence's that's a Constance Zimmer.
0: <laughs> right. Well, they have not been renewed. But she hasn't been around for that long. But Lara gonna, gonna be on. He's gonna play a character called got, Carl Sack. And we've still got, uh, James Spader and uh, Captain Kirk. So, so the, the bi- and uh, Murphy Brown, Murphy Brown. So the big ones are in there. What's a real Candice Bergen? Yeah. So the- Murphy Brown's a real name. Yeah, Murphy Brown is yeah. around there. name. So, Bergens an alias. The big ones are in there, and yep. uh, and there just going to add to it. So I might even start watching Boston Legal. It's wow. it's well written. Mm. And it's, it's
2: well produced. Speaking of which, uh, Alias was back on last night. Yes,
1: yeah, so I know. I mentioned after that. What the, about uh, Brian? What I, I uh, mentioned that on the blog after it's kind of eighteen months, two years. Later, but at least they're showing it. Hopefully, they'll keep showing it uh, in its entirety. I think there's only sixteen or eighteen episodes of this last series. Uh, if you're an Alias fan, it's worth watching. Uh, a bit of a rocky start, but towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the series, it picks up a bit of steam as it as it all all kind of the plots come together. And I'm constantly surprised at how how
2: on a constant down. What about Brian can go? I, I don't know
1: how low it can go, but uh, I haven't watched it. It's becoming ages. a bit of
2: a train wreck for me, really. really. Oh. I
1: just can't look away. Oh, okay. That, uh, I just wanted to quickly mention we haven't talked about Torchwood. No, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? Haven't, have you well, watched I it? didn't tape it. I didn't I watch it. it. I've had it there for months. Nobody. Uh, nobody so it's will, on right now. Yeah, nobody will be Not able 40. to listen to this before Torchwood was on unless the Granola groupies hello to the granola groupies they seem to listen to the show very quickly they've probably listened to it already uh but nobody else will have uh, so they probably made up your own mind uh i watched the first episode i wasn't compelled to watch anymore it's it's kind yep. of got that doctor who uh primeval special effects look to it crap no
0: no good the, the special effects look good they just don't look quite right you know, you know what the special effects in, in Doctor Who and Primeval look to me like the special effects they had in Babylon Five.
1: Okay, where I've never seen an episode of where
0: Babylon 5. Uh, the first series of Babylon Five, everything was just a little bit too computer generated mm. to to feel like reality. Yeah, and that's that's what it feels like for, for me in these I, shows. I think
1: that I think they look great, uh, particularly in shots by themselves. But when they try and integrate people, I think they look a bit dodgy there.
0: Yeah. Fair enough,
3: mm.
0: Brett. When are we going to uh, launch this uh, big uh, competition? Not this week. Not this week. <laughs> no. Not this week. No. But if you listen to last week's show, you'll get uh, the details of what it will be, and we'll be launching it in the coming. There'll be weeks. a post
2: on the blog. Okay. Giving full details and instructions for those wishing,
1: wishing to take part. Speaking of coming up next week, possibly, uh, we haven't done Lettuce for a while. Yep. So uh, if you have anything urgent or pressing, send us an email. Hooray! At boxcutters.net and... Uh, you might even be lucky enough to have it read out on air. Hey, I figured that uh, Channel
2: 9 acts the
1: catch-up so they wouldn't have to listen
2: to Lisa Oldfield's shit anymore. (laughs) And yet here she is uh, putting out a media statement, well, basically describing herself as a pompous snot with no talent, describing herself as a pompous snot, uh, saying my only regret about doing it uh, is that I've dragged down three brilliant performers. Uh, I know I'm crap. I'm sorry that I've brought this upon them. I think Australia has had an absolute gut feel gut of Lisa Oldfield. I know I've been an absolute gut... I know I've had an absolute gut field of Lisa Oldfield. I can't read. Um, no, I can't imagine me darkening anybody's TV screen again anytime soon. Why the hell is she putting out this statement?
0: Arrogance. Because Arrogant. she got coverage on this show while no one else from the up did brett you fell right into her trap she's gonna get media out of this and no one else is going to it's all about self-promotion and if you arrogance. can't say something nice say something not nice and still get your mug on the telly and look, look,
1: at, look at look at the arrogance of it to say oh i'm the reason it failed i'm the reason everybody's had a gut full of me most australians don't know who you are lisa yeah. Most Australians didn't watch the catch up. That's the problem. It's not that it was a huge writing program that you came on and destroyed, a la Rosie O'Donnell and The View. Yep. It was, it was, it was a mess of a show anyway. It was never going
0: to do anything. Get over it. You're an idiot. Get your hand off it. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode ninety. I 90. said episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean it's, I mean, it's because. Uh, we're three hours too late. It's taken about
2: <laughs> three hours to record the freaking thing.
0: Uh, I want Isn't to it say, great to be in the 90s? It is. Mm, it yeah. is, at long last. Yeah. I, you know what? I've been waiting we're only, 89 weeks for this. We're only yeah. 10
1: weeks off triple figures. Yeah. I know. What are we going to do? Grunge is just around the corner and it's going to kill all that hair pop. Maybe we'll have to uh, record a live show. It's a, uh,
2: maybe we
0: shouldn't promise things that we can't actually do. I said
2: maybe. I didn't say this is what we're going to I do. I want to say Let's thanks record very much. let a live show in if, your studio. If people have a, a venue that they can offer to us to uh, maybe record this thing, get in touch. Hooray at net. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what's out there, Josh. Don't see, give me that look. Don't look through. at me in that tone.
1: We got through this much of the episode and I thought, oh, Josh isn't going to kill Brett today. But now I think he- you might die before the credit music
0: finishes. By the way, Telstra are fucked. I <laughs> want to say thanks very much to our giveaway sponsors, Crumpler, whose bags are excellent. You can check them out on the net uh, at crumpler.com. They're like the
2: anti-Telstra. They're so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, shut the hell up. <laughs> I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. You can check them out on the web at rrr.org.au. If you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. As Ross said, we'll try to do a Letters to boxcutters next week. Yep. You can also check us out on the blog at boxcutters.net. But until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Did you think thank Jess McGuire? I did not thank Jess McGuire. You know why? Why? Scrag. Thanks very much to Jess McGuire for coming in and talking all things celebrity and television with us. Mm. I'm sorry I called you a scrag. Until next week, my name is Josh Cannell. Ross McQueen.
2: I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box us. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's
0: (laughs) be careful out there. (laughs)